Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Isolation brought about by disease or illness, you all remember the coronavirus, may make many feel lonely, anxious, or depressed. Once most societal activities ceased during the pandemic, many of us craved a vaccination from it so that life could proceed, so that people could work, live, and gather as they did before. Friends, think for a moment, when was the last time that you received a shot or a vaccination, perhaps for the flu, for tetanus, or for shingles? Children are often immunized to preserve their young bodies to ward off rubella, measles, polio, or other bodily diseases. Salt, which many of you have had this day or tasted it before, you know that it is often referred to in the Bible as an agent both of sweetening and preserving. Old Testament sacrifices were often salted before being offered. The prophet Elisha used salt to sweeten the bad, undrinkable water for the people of Israel. Later in the Bible, Jesus calls you, that is, his followers, the salt of the earth, meaning that your life tastes like a different drink of water than others. There is something unique, something joyful, something wholesome about the way that you speak, live, and act. As St. Paul says in the epistle that Pastor Edwards read for us this evening, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Many of the baptismal rites of the early Christian church included tasting a tiny bit of salt. Adults who were baptized as converts to the Christian faith after they had renounced the devil and made their vows and confessed the Apostles' Creed, they were given as a gift, a baptismal remembrance, a portion of salt. This is one of the reasons why Martin Luther included the use of salt in many of his earliest writings on the baptismal rite. Salt was a visible and a sensible way of reminding the baptized that their lives, baptized into Christ, are now different, distinct from the world and its ways. Salt, according to Scripture, both seasons and sweetens. Yet, much like those immunizations, it also preserves and keeps. Salt, in Jesus' day, was such a precious commodity in the lives of the ancient people that they kept it everywhere in their homes. In fact, the root of the word salary comes from the Latin word salarium. Soldiers may have even been paid in salt to preserve meat and food on the road and to help their families before modern refrigeration was invented. After the prophet Elisha succeeded Elijah, he was told that the water in Jericho was so bad, so contaminated, so undrinkable, that something had to be done. It may have tasted something like well water, which if you've ever had, it, you know that it contains a lot of iron and minerals and is not pleasant to taste. So Elisha asked for some water in a bowl. And he placed just a portion of salt in it. He then threw that salt into the spring. And as he did so, it was sweetened 
and refreshed. The water became good for the people to continue to use and to drink. God healed that dreadful water with salt. Perhaps perhaps this understanding of salt helps us to better understand what Jesus was saying in our gospel reading for this evening, this famous Sermon on the Mount where he tells his disciples, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Friends, are any of you enduring pain or suffering now? Certainly, you could probably think of a couple of examples. Is there anything sour, troubling, or unfruitful in your life? Is your personal health compromised? Or are there some bitter or strained relationships with the people in your life? Is your employment situation stressful or uncertain? Well, amid life's sour and bitter experiences, Jesus comes to sweeten to enliven, and to refresh you through his healing word. You are God's own dear children. You are baptized, washed, and yes, salted in Christ Jesus. This Lenten walk reminds us that Jesus died for us on Calvary's cross. As he did so, he vaccinated. That is, he healed us completely from the consequences of our sin, eternal death, and separation from God our Father. God is not distant, but promises to deliver you from all your troubles and to heal those things which are most broken in life. Psalm 34 reads that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. Jesus comes as salt to preserve you and to keep you. The ancient people of God would often use salt to preserve meat and other foods so that it would last much longer. Even when the priest went to the altar to offer grain offerings and burnt offerings, they would salt these too. This preservation and keeping also took place when God washed you in the waters of baptism. Yes, Jesus died as the sacrifice on the cross to heal you, to save you from a life diseased with sin. As your great high priest, he was salted and offered up for you, and now baptized into him, death holds no power over you. Your life is preserved under the shelter of his wings. Even though this temporal life will end, because we are all of us mortal, we get sick and we die, for the Christian, your hope is not in this body and life. Since Jesus rose from the dead on Easter week, your weak, mortal body is promised to be raised as a pure, eternal, and spiritual body. That means that you are really living a life, here and now even, that is preserved forever. This present and temporal death which we all pass through is not an eternal death. And that news, that promise of God, now sweetens life with renewed joy and purpose. Sadly, many people still in our world live hopelessly with zero comfort when someone they love dies. Therefore, Jesus warns his followers in the Sermon on the Mount about losing their saltiness. 
For you see, salt is not within us. We do not make our own salt. It is God who gives salt to us, just as Elisha placed the salt in the water to sweeten the spring for drinking. When a Christian dies, he or she is promised to be with the Lord forever. Because of that, we read words of comfort. We dwell on God's promise of life in Christ. And even in the middle of this season of somber repentance, still the church raises its voice in songs of joy and praise. This is why St. Paul writes, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Your saltiness, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, makes you hopeful, joyful, and yes, even appealing to anyone who sees you or knows you when you strive to act as Christ to them. Christ's word is the source of sweetening and seasoning in this body and life. And so, dear friends, this day, as Jesus Christ is with you now, he comes again, sweetening and preserving all your life and those around you. He promises you a healing from eternal death and preserves you now and for eternity. The only way that that salt, which God gives, is depleted or lost is when we fail to be where God is, when we fail to hear him in his word or receive his holy sacraments. Even though this life is daily torn by sin, broken relationships, uncertain jobs, failing health, Jesus promises still to preserve you and keep you and to work all things together for your good. Trust in him and he will sweeten all things with his renewed hope and purpose, that peace which passes all understanding. By his resurrection from the dead, you are made to be sweetening salt, wholesome salt, preserving salt, not just for yourself, but for all the world. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.